1: What's up, everybody? I'm Brett Griffin. You're listening to Door Bumper Clear. We're all back from spotting at Circuit of the Americas, and I'm all dried out. Today, we'll discuss NASCAR's decision to call the cup race early, veteran driver comments after the big hits, and more talk about moving the damn car number. Let's roll. Nobody's listening, but I don't care. I'm on
2: an episode of Door Bumper Clear. Hey everybody, I'm TJ Majors, part of the 22 Cup Car, the one truck, and uh, absent today.
1: Brett Griffin is in the house. Not Brett.
2: Uh, Casey
1: (laughs) is, actually Casey, we thought Casey was coming because we started the show five minutes late, thanks to... Super Hannah. Sub Hannah Newhouse, congratulations on filling the yeah. shoes of being late.
3: Yeah, I got to live up to the standards. You know, I hear that she's late every day, and so I just feel like if I showed up on time, it would really just throw your routine off.
1: Yeah, that's fine. Uh, spotted for Colleague Racing this weekend. Finished 10th with uh, Get Ready Freddie over here, Jeff Burton. And I finished, I think, a fifth yesterday with
4: Mr. AJ Almondinger in the pouring down rain. That's a good job. Good job. What's up? Freddie Craft, spotter for whatever's left of the 23 car. <laughs> um I had Jeb Burton on Saturday. We had a pretty good day. Uh, I think we went into it thinking a top ten was going to be a good day, and it was. Like I told Jeb, I said, there's six or seven guys ahead of you in this race that are either in the cup race or have won cup races before. So a top ten with that crowd is, is a good day. And uh, Krauss, man, we just can't can't uh, cannot <laughs> figure out how to get through a race without a problem. So,
1: Apparently
2: it wasn't the crew chief. Well. <laughs>
4: I got to ask you this because I, I actually went
1: back to my hotel room and watched a little bit of stage one, took a nap, woke up. I was like, I got to get back to the racetrack. And you were running like third. Right. In the truck race? Yeah.
2: It must have been cycling or something. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah.
4: Yeah. We stayed out at the end of a stage to get some points. Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. All right. I saw you third and then I saw you not third.
4: Yeah. It was, uh, it was eventful. And it's it's still. What fell off this week? Uh, I don't remember. The antenna, the radio antenna maybe? I can't remember. Well
2: that it's, probably it's just, just never got put back on. That <laughs> panel didn't fall off.
4: It's just uh it's just can't get through a race clean and like we always talk about, all you gotta do is get is we harp on this with Bubba and it just trickles down to any other series, but if you're not if you cannot get through a race clean, you're not gonna run in the top ten. It's just not gonna happen. So well, yeah. I mean That's
2: pretty much how that goes. It is what
1: it is, you know. And is that dirt in your eyes and hair?
4: Yeah. Probably. Dirt. Yeah. Did you go dirt racing this week?
3: Yeah, I was in Port Royal all weekend.
4: Uh-huh. Yep. All
3: right. It was fun. It was a lot of fun. And then came home just in time to watch the lovely race that you guys had yesterday that we will get into a little later. But yeah, anyways, I'm Hannah New House filling in for Casey and good old Jason sent me the 9 o'clock text last night what are you doing yeah. are you coming in the well, morning
4: Jay, wait Jason said "You what are you doing text at 9 o'clock in the morning what are you wearing at uh, 9 o'clock at night <laughs> you followed up with what are you wearing do we
2: need to tell Dylan about this way to go yeah. Schultz yeah tell hey Dylan. you want a white claw <laughs> I do want to just let Freddie and TJ know if you have a bad race on Sunday in the 600 we're having a small get together party during the race so you can come right over and enjoy some white <laughs> party. I'll be there
3: a small get together yeah. party well you
2: could say where, come right over where is that at it's like five minutes from speedway the, who's we me and my friends you guys aren't going to the race no
0: 600 yeah <laughs> 10 hours long
2: i mean hundred dollars that long
1: the, truex will make it like three and a half uh, no, hours yeah. lead That's every good. lap it's
2: a crown jewel event jason okay so so austin texas
1: tj you ever been to austin texas before i have now what no, did you uh before what did you think
2: austin texas the town austin texas uh, or did you see the town no, nope. by the time we got out, my for some like from the time we got out of the racetrack, it was like eat dinner and because I was there for Friday, we were there all day, and I waited for had to wait for Coleman, so we basically got out, got back, showered, we ate at some little Mexican place. Near the hotel airport area Which was really good actually There's thousands of those Oh my a million <laughs> I love it that. I love all it Because I love Mexican food It looked sketchy When we got there And Coleman's like Well it has all these Great reviews on Yelp So it must be good We got there And he's like uh, I don't think it. This doesn't look as good As I thought But we went in And enjoyed it But at Austin I don't know I did not see
1: So Freddie Austin. and I Had to make a quick stop Over in Nashville And it was a quick stop We were in and out uh, We got to hang out With our buddy Tim Duggar Um And and, yeah, Yeah. he's he's actually playing here this week Yeah, Yeah, on Thursday Um, And I'm telling you guys, you know, Boatyard Eats is where he's at It's an old marina that they turned into a bar And it's right off of uh, exit 28 in Cornelius off 77 Probably 20 minutes from the racetrack, 20 minutes from downtown Is that the old... uh... You never been? I've never been to the Boatyard It's badass, it's cool It's got a big indoor area, big outdoor area, big playground area for kids uh, right off things 28 you
4: know, you know where Tenders is The chicken place Yeah Right across the street
1: Oh okay Yeah okay. So uh, he's playing Thursday night 7 to 11 And there will be A ton of people there Because yeah. he's got a lot of friends In this a lot area of And, and he's people. a country music star I said like,
3: Cole Custer's car Is going to be out there With Dixie Vodka I think that's who's Putting it on too
4: Yeah Doug was good too The last he's time got... we went To a vodka sponsored concert Went pretty well <laughs> Yeah Doug threw up In the back of my sister's van <laughs> And your sister Was supposed to be the DD And she was the drunkest person there <laughs>
2: Yeah <I did. laughs> Talking about the hack, Doug. Yeah, well, yeah. The hack, Doug. The hack. <laughs> His guy slide job somebody from twenty five back. Oh, it's good. Someone doesn't. You hack.
1: <laughs> so, so Austin, Texas, man. I saw everything from gated trailer parks to three thousand dollar bottles oh, of yeah. bourbon. Like I, you talk about a diverse crowd. You
4: forget, you forget all the tents.
1: Um, tent city. They had a tent city underneath the bridge. People. Uh, people. Tent city though. They had cars. Tons of parking uh, underneath <laughs> around there. So, <laughs> so you drive a car to your tents. tents yeah. Like uh, legit home. Legit home. Um, hmm. Really nice restaurants. I mean, we went to a cool burger bar called Hop Dottie's. It was awesome. We went to a a, a former brothel.
4: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Speakeasy.
1: It was called a Midnight Cowboy. Oh, my gosh. I, uh, I, I got to tell you this, though. Uh, the, the most entertaining part of my race is apparently when I was putting my rain pants on, and I had a full-blown plan of, of not to get my radios wet. I personally don't care if I get wet, but I didn't want my radios <laughs> to get wet. So I've got all this stuff put together. Well, apparently, when I put my pants on, there's a mosquito in them. And I'm going to tell you something. At the end of stage one, my ass started itching, and I thought I was breaking out in like a rash. And so I'm praying that this stage is going to hurry up and be over just so I can scratch my ass and figure out what's did going on. Did you put them on over anything? or did you put? I mean, I, mean, I had geez. shorts on. I had shorts on. And underwear, and then these these rain pants. Right. So it
2: got up under all that. I mean, it, it was under.
1: My, it was obviously in my rain pants when I put my had, rain pants. You on. got some bugs. So I have got mosquito bites on my inner thigh, outer thigh. All my. I'm, I'm telling you, one of my asses big as a fifty cent piece. Still got them. Oh, Are you, oh yeah, you want to see it? Yeah. <laughs> Are you talking about itching?
4: Oh, <laughs> well, that'll ruin my morning. Appreciate it. <laughs>
1: So if you see me over here like scratching my leg and yeah. kicking did like you, a dog, it's, it's,
4: did you look like I did that night when that bug flew down my shirt? and yeah, praying I, mantis uh, that got a hold of you, at
2: Charlotte. <laughs> that time look like that time her that one went after herm at Bristol. Oh. I didn't know herm could move that fast. Like I did not know he could get it. Like he was fist fighting a praying mantis. I'm <laughs> trying I, to restart. I
4: started break dancing in the middle of the Coke 600 one year because some gigantic bug flew down my shirt
2: and Brett's just staring at me not even watching the race he's like what's wrong with you there's <laughs> a few of these night races that you go to that some of the bugs are way bigger than what you think and there are millions of them and they're all over and they hit you and once in a while one will get like right at your collar and get in your shirt and there's nothing you got to freak out for a second it's oh. happened to all of us so oh everybody anybody had a good day at coda today <laughs> i finished fifth I was like, I can't top, get two top fives. I can't get this out I of I was my first head. out, I think. Brett went to a brothel and now his ass it's just <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly how the story goes. <laughs> That's okay. a coincidence. Okay. And I we, swear left to out. <laughs> we
1: left out the karaoke bar named Egos. That there's no way in hell. So I've I've been all over this country. I love dive bars. Sixth Street for me in Austin, Texas, was not my jam. It's not for me. It's not. You it, didn't sing. It has not one thing that Brett Griffin ever wants to go and do again. But we found this karaoke we, nothing, bar. You
4: found <laughs> this. Karaoke we found this karaoke
1: bar. karaoke bar inside of
2: an apartment complex. Brett texts me and says,
3: "Is this the one you posted a picture of that looked a little sketchy?"
2: Probably. Listen, picture I don't remember from people that don't (laughs) live here. From people that don't live here, Saeed's probably looks really sketchy too. Saeed uh, is nice now. This place was exactly like Saeed's. I'm just saying, locals think Saeed's, oh, it's great, but people from out of town be like, oh yeah, we don't probably need to go Uh, there. We kind
4: of guessed. Brett texts me with a tree in the parking lot. Brett texts me and says, "Meet me at Egos." And I had no idea Brett had a bar named after him in Austin, Texas. <laughs> but then I, I shot over there, and, and, and then it was nothing like I had expected. I'm walking down the street, me and Tony Hirschman and, uh, and Drew Herring, and we're walking down the street, and it says I'm here, and I'm like, this is a, a condo. I don't know what the hell's going on. So I'm like, does anybody see signs for egos? And there's this one little sign, like an arrow, and you got to go into the parking garage. Then there's just a door with a guy who's like, hey, uh, make sure you sit at the table okay. I walk in and I'm like, what? He's sitting there with a beer. He's like, hey. I'm (laughs) like, what the hell have you got us into now?
0: Is that where Uh, Dillner and I were?
4: That's where, yeah, Dillner. So this one guy walks in, he's like 6'5", looks exactly like Schultz. Should have took a picture. I know. And then there's another guy that walked in, he was like, 5'10", and looked exactly like Dillner, the hat, everything. So they were opposites. They were opposites, and I really wanted to take a picture, but we just couldn't bring we, ourselves to We used to, to
1: call those hats go-to-hell hats and, and page Page. I don't know. Go-to-hell hats? I don't, know yeah. what you,
4: I don't even know what the real term is. Like the hat Dillner wears? You know, the one that he's always, not the, like a baseball cap. Like but a like, fedora or whatever? I don't think it's <laughs> no, a fedora. No, the fedoras one. have like the... <laughs> yeah. Go, yeah. I don't know what he's got, what that thing's called. Maybe he can huh. chime in. But... Yeah, so that was that was an interesting that that place had some of the best people watching. Look, go to Hell Hats when you Google it; it's the first thing that comes up. <laughs> Let's see it.
1: <laughs> see, I didn't make yeah, it up. I mean, top left, go to Hell Hat. Just, uh, yeah, yeah, I see just because it. uh, it's I called remember. a Stetson leather Ivy Cap something.
4: I wish if I had known. If I had known how my day was going to go on Sunday, I probably could have stayed at Egos a little bit longer, <laughs> or at least drank a little bit more I because mean, I did. I should have known I was going to need it. It's a road course.
2: Would you? <laughs> yeah. Hey, we
4: were we were killing it there when everybody else put on them slick tires. <laughs> yeah,
1: that was a that was a mistake. I threw all the hints that I could possibly throw on my radio. Do not start this race on slicks. Uh, yeah, well, just run it long as you need to, and then we'll put them rub. Uh, you know, the the rain tires on. I'm like, I have told y'all 40 times it is too wet over here to start this race on slicks yeah. can't
2: be any nicer oh. i don't know though the only thing i thought the same thing and i was like over my shoulder here it's coming like it's almost here and but austin Cindric was running the same lap times on slicks as we were on wets there for a while and I he's like, also a road mm-hmm.
1: course specialist
2: i'm just saying I, it, like it that was like so you, I, I think did, was i the only one that left the wet side <laughs> like the, no there was like Four or five of you that had wets on
4: uh, oh, that okay. left them on yes Yeah. it was you
2: the 19 there was like the, the, whole, the all, 34 I think 34, thirty-four. all of y'all 34, 34. were up front yeah, yeah like we, yeah.
4: Like then it was no conversation well, you about think you it got up there. Like,
2: you didn't pass anybody you just we passed it everybody <laughs> we, we, it. We, we,
4: <laughs> I, we I don't didn't care it. what tires they had no we passed them all yeah, I, everybody's on pit <laughs> road why, why did you guys
2: take the spotter stand where you can't see I don't understand that we didn't have a choice well you didn't get moved to the other place over there until that day until Sunday morning, but, like, I guess wherever you were, the spotter stand in – I was in 6 through 12. I was
1: standing in the spotter stand at 7 and 8.
2: I didn't know – And I could see 7 the- or 8. I, think I didn't know there was, was, in, was a spotter he stand he was in there. in 10 okay <laughs> I, was, I was i was in like seven eight nine but there really was wasn't 10. much passing in the s's that there really wasn't a lot of passing there but and 10's terrible because w- the biggest corner there is 11 and when you're going to 11 they're going away from you yeah it's like turn one no, you, can, you
1: can spot it easy though with binoculars
2: well, uh, let me ask you so, this. because
1: i'm gonna tell you why because the elevation changed. it wasn't flat. You this, going though, away from
2: most you. of the people that we had over there especially in the truck race something like that I mean, can that guy my spot it easy going was, away from
4: you? My guy was doing his first race ever. Exactly. That's what I'm I, saying. You know,
2: that's one thing
1: I didn't understand. And I don't mean anything The to main anybody. spotters
2: could probably have done it.
1: I, I, on, on my spotter stand, um, there were probably three guys that I have ever seen on my life. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. On a spotter stand. Exactly. And I'm going to tell you something. It was sketch um, kind of coming at you in the seven because that yeah. car coming out of six, he could peek like it was sketch coming out of seven. Um, it was sketch coming off of 10 because they were so freaking loose. A lot of them were That's using a full skid pad. A lot yeah. of them weren't using even getting close to the rumple strips. But then going up that hill, like you said, under braking, I mean, I could spot it fine. But if I'd never spotted a race before, probably not. But here's the hard part. When they come off of 11 and they went what looked like a freaking mile down to 12 oh, after yeah. it started raining hard – there were guys that were going 50 miles an hour. It looked like, and guys yeah. that were going 150 miles an hour. Oh, well, we saw and that. That's what caused those big wrecks on that backstretch. They weren't wrecking on the straightaway because they were hydroplaning. They were wrecking because of visibility and because mm-hmm. of that visibility. Some guys were like, "I don't want to get wrecked. I'm going to go easy." And yeah. then the guy that was Even coming out into the inside, the too. guy that was coming hard, boom, he'd run all over them. I mean, if you watch the video of Cole Custer climbing out of his car, he almost gets hit. Mm-hmm. His car almost gets hit. And he's already finished wrecking, right? He
3: almost got hit by the safety truck, too. They couldn't even see him. You,
1: and then you turn around and you watch, obviously, saw all those replays. Like, the, the, it was insane. But to have a guy where I was at that had never spotted before, if you made that decision as a manager
2: or a crew chief, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> well, a lot of them don't have choices, man. I mean, three – you know how we say there's only – how many people, main spotters, are there really? Like, grade A, you know, like A guys. How many – are them not many
1: I don't know but 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 but, 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 but let <laughs> me ask you this how many drivers raced on Saturday that didn't have anything to do on Sunday? Give me Justin Algar give me Noah Grax and give me a racer yeah, maybe, maybe give not me Noah. Dylan Welch, give me Hannah <laughs> Newhouse, give me a racer, yeah. and I don't mean any discount to anybody back there but but if but if you've never spotted before, holy hard time yeah i I mean I it, yeah it no. just
4: the thing I don't understand is. Like, allow us to, for one, th- so three guys went to the test. They report back to NASCAR. One of them says he can do it with two people. The other two say you need at least. Two people? There's 20 turns. You need two, <laughs> probably four, you know. So, like, if you got two spotters telling you we need four, and it's two, like, prolific spotters, you know, winning race car spotters, uh, that tell you you need four, why are we going back with three? What is, the, what is the hurt? Why are we losing a guy when there's two guys telling you we need four? Like, if, if they say we need four. Well, all right, we'll give you three. Why? What's that one extra roster spot for another guy to be in turn 12 to call those corners a little bit easier? Those The first thing Britt got on the radio on Saturday, we did Xfinity practice, or Friday, he's like, holy shit, they are hauling ass back here. Mm-hmm. You know, just those two long straightaways. He's like, I, "I'm this is way faster than I was expecting. And now we've got one guy to cover that whole section. Like, Like, I don't understand what the thought process is into – like, if we say we need four, we're not just, hey, we want to bring one of our buddies to the racetrack. You know, it's we need four people there. And then on top of that, you put the primary guys and tell them they have to be in turn one, where we were useless. I mean – restarts, and that's it. Restarts, and that's kind of – But you couldn't – I don't know about you. I couldn't see a restart. They come straight up the hill at me. TJ was in the front when it was raining hard. Where? Yeah, oh yeah. I'm I not even up. talking about when... It could have been sunny out. Really? Like, you're but co- I mean, they're coming a truck race, straight up the hill. Way. They're coming straight up a hill at you. So you see the nose of the front couple of cars, and then you're trying to peek your guy out in the middle of the pack somewhere. Okay, now you're fine. Now he turns in front of you. You see him, see him, see him. Then they go down the hill. Now you're looking at the back of the cars behind you. So, like, our section was useless. I couldn't do pit road.
2: I could barely do restarts. We need to be on the end of the grandstand at least so you can see a crossway a turn one. But even then, like, that would have been where I would have put my least least experienced guy. You got to have a guy near one, though, somewhere. Because if they spin out, like, like, I'll tell you what, it made me nervous when we were leading on that restart. and here comes Ross in there and I see the nose set down in our car and I see Ross is still up then I see it set down I'm like oh god oh boy he's coming in he's he's going to be there so I start calling him inside and then he misses the corner a little bit and I'm like I told Joey I'm like just let him go in the middle cross him or something cuz he was he was hell-bent on make, I, getting the lead on that. I just but. feel like it
4: should have been left up to us, the guys that do it every week, to know where we needed to be, and then yeah. we can position our own guys. Don't tell us we have to be in this turn one stand when I, I didn't do anything yesterday. It's like, all
2: right, you're in the middle of five wide and one, middle, middle, all right, now two wide, all right, see The you best later. spot ended up being on the backside, I think, yesterday where the spotters ended up going because they could see a lot of the racetrack. I will tell you where the best spot was, and I know a couple people that snuck up there
4: was on that tower, and they said they could see the whole racetrack. They could see. You're talking flying. about
2: that glass bottom thing. Yeah. Oh, that thing. They weren't even up stuff.
4: that high. They just got on the stairs, like they went up and they came down and sat on the stairs. Yeah. And they said they could see the whole racetrack.
1: So that, I don't,
2: there, there's a lot of things. Like, I wasn't going up there. That's <laughs> the first thing he said when we got there. There's a lot they of. things They said, about "Hey, that's that where your spot from." I'd say, "Hey, I'm going to the airport. I'm going back home." You know, I, I appreciate like what Watkins Glen, and I had never been to you know road america yet but sonoma everything everything seems to be a lot more organized parking wise and like they didn't like where we were in turn one there was like the original plan was for us to park in this some lot a mile away <laughs> yeah. and walk. i don't even know how we were going to get inside there because it was it
4: was a 10 to 15 minute walk from the lot that we were supposed to be in ridiculous So what the spotter stand was. with a
2: backpack and a rain gear and it's um, going to Rain all day long, thunder that, and lightning, like that. <laughs> and like, you got to deal with mosquitoes. And, and, like, but I mean, with the threat of weather and stuff and the lightning delays that's that we have now, like, that's the smallest one I got, Freddie. Look at this thing, that's wow. the, look how red
4: it is. That is small, Freddie. Look,
1: look. <laughs> oh.
3: that's the smallest one. Don't worry, one. Don't his pants on are ass. on, he just oh has
4: his gosh. pant leg
1: hiked. <laughs> no
3: higher.
4: That's, on the that's way, not way, the first way. time Brett
2: lifted his shorts and said, Look how small this is <laughs> It ain't big, but it's cute. <laughs> But anyway, I, there's things we definitely got to work on. That track's huge, man. There's yeah. there's lots right next to where we the were spotting. Thing that really pissed me off, and I didn't know about
4: this till Sunday. Somebody else pointed it out to me. But so they tell us we got to park ten minutes away, whatever. Yeah. Then I look and there's a car there parked next to the spotter stand that says "shelter for the fo- fox shelter car." So the the Fox guys get a shelter car over there, but we got to walk 15 minutes to get to our (laughs) shelter if it starts pouring. But they can park right there, too. Yeah, they parked right next to the spotter stand. It was ridiculous. Like, there's got to be. There was a lot. We should have been in that lot. Right, that was yeah. right not to where we parked. On oh, right the, the other side one. of the fence, yeah. I, I
1: yeah. was just impressed with the technology in the spotter stands. I mean, to have the ability to <laughs> walk up those stable stairs like that and stand up there and not worry about falling I don't know off what your – Oh, you were in
4: mine. That,
2: what, that thing yeah, was we were, as sketchy as can You were in the best part of it. At least yeah. you were right where the stairs were. <laughs> I was in the top corner on the other end down there, man. It was sketchy as – I can move it myself. I got
4: up there. I was going up the
1: stairs. and it was, I was, it I was obviously like being sarcastic. Yeah,
2: Stephen Light got up there, and he looked around and he's like, he had nerve, like he was scared. Lenny, Lenny comes up and I saved, I had Mark
4: Brett a spot off and then he didn't, he decided he wanted to stay in turn 10 all weekend. Uh, so Lenny comes up and he's like, this thing ain't built for big boys, is it? I said, no, <laughs> no, no, it's not a, it's it not was fat guy friendly. So sketchy, man.
2: <laughs> like the, the planks we were standing on and stuff, like all, I if we're going to be a fixture there, there needs to be something. There needs to be something like Watkins Glen builds them wooden, them wooden feet like should yeah. work fine they're great um uh, this is not and, and then it was so windy on friday like the wind like it was moving you and you're like I was picking out where I was going to land. There's a couple like hmm. I, Megan said. Has the has the racetrack? I said just make sure the life
4: insurance is paid up. We're, uh, I mean, we make sure everything's covered. I had it
2: figured out that right when we got to the ground, I was going to jump and I was going to land in me. the rocks. Well, I was gonna, well that too. Uh, well, you were a little lower. I think I would went a lot further than <laughs> Welcome you. Welcome so. to
4: TJ Major Speedway.
2: Yeah, <laughs> we're closing you, you, down. You were going to own that place. I don't, that. I don't
4: know if he yeah. saw us, but we were in that. In that right and turn one there, so that gravel trap. You go if you overdrive turn one, you're in the gravel trap. And Noah ended up right in front of me. So me and Tyler Green are waving. We're like, hey, <laughs> he's looking right at us. Was the say, spotter
3: stand they had you guys in? What kind of looked like a scaffold? Yeah, it was, it was a, a scaffold. scaffold. It didn't look like a they scaffold. They had a it couple a camera scaffold. shots when it was just raining on you guys, and you guys all just looked like the miserable school kids yeah, waiting yeah, for that, the bus. I mean, everyone was well, just definitely portrayed
2: up. it well. That right. was us. <laughs> that was definitely how it felt. You couldn't turn around, though. It was like blow, like hitting oh, you in the face. That's like, one thing.
4: I think it was Tyler Green said, he's like, thank God the wind is blowing that way. Because if it was the other yeah. way, we
2: wouldn't have been able to do it. Luckily, Tyler Green was right in front of me almost, so I blocked the rain from him <laughs> majority of the time. It was miserable, though.
3: All right. Let's hear a little bit more about our great presenting sponsor of OfferPad.
0: Hi, we're OfferPad. The new way homes are sold. The one stop for every type of home seller. At OfferPad, you can sell instantly, letting you skip home showings altogether. Plus, you get to pick your closing day and we'll even throw in a free local move. Just go to OfferPad.com, tell us about your home, and we'll send you a great cash offer within 24 hours. Accept the offer and you're sold. Home selling doesn't get any easier. Or, if that's not your style, let OfferPad list your home so we can partner to maximize your investment. Listing with OfferPad comes with tons of free services, free handyman fixes, house cleaning, yard work, and more to get your home show ready. OfferPad can even advance renovation costs to help update countertops, carpets, and paint so you can maximize your home's value. And this is just the start of what's possible. Whatever way you want to sell, you're sold with OfferPad. Sell your way today at OfferPad.com. Terms and conditions apply. Real estate brokerage services provided by OfferPad Brokerage, LLC. Equal housing opportunity.
1: is headed home this
0: weekend to race in one
4: of OfferPad's major markets of Charlotte, North Carolina. We love Charlotte, and if you move here, we know you'll love it too. If you're interested in buying or selling a home in the Charlotte
2: area, our friends at OfferPad can help you out. Brett, to sell your home, log on OfferPad.com, fill out the quick and easy form about your home. And you'll get a cash offer in your inbox within 24 hours. TJ, I may just do that, man. Then I can move to any area of
1: Charlotte, including Concord, Huntersville, or just down the street in Mooresville. OfferPad
4: operates all over Charlotte. While you're waiting for that cash offer, look at homes available in
2: Charlotte under the Buy tab on OfferPad.com. Buy or sell your home in Charlotte today. When asked where you heard about OfferPad, select the NASCAR option so they know we sent you.
3: Spot on, spot off. First one here is NASCAR's decision to call the cup race with 14 laps remaining due to weather conditions. TJ, you can start.
2: I'm spot off at that point. We had already been running in it for a while. We knew what we had. The cars were all spread out. And I get it. There was, you know, it had been raining like that steady for a while. Like, I don't know if it was going to get worse than what it was. We'd already been racing in it. We had strategies playing out and... I don't know. To me, I'm spot off because maybe if there was a crash that some where they had to throw put the pace car out there and let water really kind of settle on the track, but the cars were all spread out, and um, I just wanted to see it finish at that point. So I wasn't there. I was flying at that point. (laughs) Um,
4: So you'll have to tell me. Obviously, I read when I get we land, I see all this stuff. I think you were the first one that I realized you said the race has been called or whatever. Um, But then, of course, what do you get next is all the Chase Elliott conspiracy. This race is fixed tweets.
1: So here's where I stand on this thing. These guys are are out there running. Conditions are deteriorating. Down the backstretch from 11 to 12, the rooster tails, it looked like we were powerboat racing. It was unreal the rooster tails those cars were shooting off. AJ had a lot of complaints. And, look, he just won a race in – torrential rain at Charlotte last year. Uh he was complaining about a lot of places where he was hydroplaning and I personally watching the race was fine with us to keep going. The second they threw the caution we were doomed because if you go back in those conditions going up the hill into 11 you, tighten you that can't field see up. no way. Going down the hill into 12 you can't see. And, and when you can't see, racing becomes a game of chance instead of a game of skill, just like it did for spotters, man. When they drove up the top of that freaking hill on some of those restarts when they were rooster tailing, I could not even see the blinking red light in yeah. the back window. So you lose the car. That's not safe. you got to try to find the car yeah. when it comes out the other side. That's hard to pick up. And then you find your car. All of a sudden, now they're turning left and they're in traffic. So – For me, I am very much spot-off that we ever had to stop the race. But once we stopped it, we had to stop for good because conditions were too bad and too unsafe to restart the race. Now, I sent out a tweet the day I got there that if this thing, that if it's raining, we should only throw cautions for cars on fire or cars upside down. We damn near saw both. I mean, wrecked. But but once it starts raining, we don't typically see – you know, crazy hard wrecks at a lot of places we go, but there's a lot more room. This place down that backstretch didn't have a lot of room. It was a narrow backstretch, poor visibility, wall super close to the drivers. Um, I was okay with it playing out organically until they threw that caution. Once they threw it, I started packing up my stuff and I went to the car because I knew they didn't have the ability to restart this race for at least
2: three hours. That's what I'm saying. You can't pack us up and go again, but we were all so spread out. At that point, it's not about two guys racing each other that it's basically the driver the machine versus the track and the conditions at that point and everything. I don't agree with racing again. And once, like you said, once you throw the other, we can't go back like that. It's just too; those guys can't go down that straight away and wonder if the other guy, if the guy in front of him is breaking early or what we can't do that. But I, I think too, TJ and, and I want Freddie
1: to weigh in on this because he stood out in it. I, I obviously did not to me when people hear rain tires, it's, it's confusing because it it's insinuates we can race in the rain no matter what. No matter what. Like Monsoon. I, I, I think that that particular racetrack was completely safe if it was wet but not raining. Okay, so can we go out there with it wet? Yes. Can we go out there with it damp? Yes. Can we compete and it not be dangerous, in my opinion? Yes. Once it's raining, and I don't mean a mist, I mean raining, once it's raining at that particular racetrack – it's not safe. We cannot go out there and compete. So, Freddie, was Charlotte any different because of the layout of the track and the runoff
4: room, or was it similar? I think that the biggest difference in Charlotte and you know and 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 other road courses that we run on, you don't have the super long straightaways. You know, you don't have that excess of speed to where you know now like there's you know you're if you're gonna go into a corner a slow corner the the breaking zone discrepancy is not as big as it would be at the end of turn, you know, going into turn 12. And I think that Bubba in that lap, I don't know, but in the first stage still probably said, listen, I'm going to get killed into turn 12 all day right now because I can't see. He's like, I, and I'm not going to overdrive and run ruin somebody else's day. So now he was one of the guys that was backing his entry up. And we were trying to talk to him about it, you know, like pick a, a lateral marker out instead of the one you've been using. He's like, listen, I had a camper I was using. That disappeared five laps ago. He goes, it's just getting worse. He goes, I can't see anything. Um, I don't know. I mean, the rain was probably harder at Charlotte, I think. But there was no – I mean, we had visibility issues. We had problems. But there was no time where an eye said, I can't see you. I, you I know, said that multiple you know, times. Also,
2: Charlotte, those guys have – Thousands of laps. Most of them have a lot of laps, and they kind of know where they're at on the banking and stuff. And
4: and there's banking that you know, like it's just their spray was
1: just ridiculous. So so when I sent my tweet out yesterday, TJ, I said to all you fans that are complaining, stop. Because here's why: I saw how bad it was. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you right now, when they left turn ten and they went barreling off into twelve, I couldn't even believe that they could get the car stopped. If you've not physically sat in a race car from turn six to turn twelve or you've not physically stood where I stood or stood where a fan stood that where you could see this in person, you don't understand how freaking dangerous it was. TV doesn't show speed. Those tight nah. shots don't show how dangerous it is. I'm telling you right now, turn freaking 9 and 10, 11
2: and 12 are freaking dangerous. Easy- Look how scary it is going down 77 in a hard rain behind a tractor trailer or something and
4: and, and you've got good wipers
2: yeah and you've got i mean some of those
3: wipers man
2: imagine doing 175 180 down a straightaway whatever they were hitting back there and having to break and racing like yeah i mean it's just unsafe it is unsafe and i agree with you know once we once we get packed back up once the yellow comes out we can't go back. The, it was scary
3: to watch as a fan, though. Like, when you were watching it and you were watching people, they were taking the straightaway shot of them coming at you. I mean, you were watching some of them tiptoe and blow past each other, and it was like
1: – That's why I said we can't It was pack uncomfortable up. to, like, watch. You can't pack up and do it. It, it. it looked like you were drag racing
4: on ice um, with the visibility. The easiest way I can put it to you is ha- – have you seen a, a replay of Bubba and Kevin Harvick's wreck yet? No. No, because the camera they had for that angle was pointed straight down from 10 to 11, and it's just spray. They tried to show a couple replays, but you just see spray and maybe some objects in the middle of the spray. But you can't see anything. Like, and, and that's what happened with our guy that was back there. He's literally—I'm sure—it's going to be all over radioactive this week. He says three times, "I can't see you. I can't see you. I can't see you." Watch the four. Boom! Boom. It's over. You know, and it's—that's it, all that can happen back there. You know, so it's just
1: again. Um, um, if we go back, race teams, I'm talking to you. You better figure out a way to have experienced spotters if it's going to rain, because you can't have guys that have never spotted spotting in those conditions. It's not their
4: fault, but holy cow, still can't spot. If I don't, you can't yeah, see. I don't think my <laughs> spotter. My spotter did a great job all day long. There's nothing, and he called me and he said, you know, I, was there something I could do different? I said not unless you can see through walls, bro, because there's nothing to see there there's it's just spray you're looking at spray and my my guy for he didn't he had i don't know if he maybe spotted other stuff but i know he hasn't done anything with me and he did a great job all day long and just
0: just a victim of circumstances right crazy hear that believe it or not summer is just around the corner luckily armor all america's most trusted auto appearance brand has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at ArmorAll.com. ArmorAll: Less work, more clean. Terms apply.
3: All right, next one here. Uh, Kevin Harvick and Martin Truex Jr.'s comments after their wrecks in the cup race at Koda, and Jason has their comments.
4: Business, uh, we don't have any business being out in the rain, period. Look, so... You know, all I can say is this is the worst decision that we've ever made in our sport that I've been a part of, and I've never felt un- more unsafe in my whole racing career. Period.
2: And then Martin Truex Jr. said over the radio after this wreck, "Fucking ridiculous! I about died right there." <laughs> Swear jar. <laughs> Brett, spot on, spot off.
1: Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm spot on for, uh, for their candidness, right? I mean, they're they're giving you their their true opinion. I mean, Martin Truex. Pile drive Michael McDowell. And after that, obviously, we saw Cole Custer then pile drive Martin Truex. And it goes back to what we were saying you can't see. Um, you know, when they went to single file restarts for visibility purposes, it's like, okay, well, now you took two people that could see on the front row, and now you're only going to have one. Because I'm telling you, from third on back, it was a freaking disaster, and then you've got these clowns on Twitter talking about well, F one don't do this. Let me tell you something: F one doesn't race forty cars spraying up like power boats. Like you can't, you can't compare our cars to F one. The visibility, the fog, the windshield wiper. I mean, I saw some teams with windshield wipers that went all the way from one side of the window to the other, and I saw some that looked like they wouldn't even turn on. So, I mean, back to these comments. Um, it's just unfortunate we put our drivers in a situation to, to have to make those. I, I'm not spot on or spot off. It just – it sucks because we've traveled, you know, what felt like 1,500 miles to get there, and we're it's our first time there. It's our first really race back with a bunch of fans there, which was awesome to see. NASCAR wants to put on a show. they got millions of people watching, and we're in a situation we've never thought – or maybe we just – I don't know.
4: Listen, I'm spot on for their comments because I feel like since and we've talked about it on here multiple times over different topics, since 2001 we have doubled down on safety, and this is our main priority is safety. And what they did yesterday took a giant step back in that direction. Like that was just not safe. And when you see at the same time two guys simultaneously rear end somebody because they can't see. Talking about Christopher Bell running the back of the 12 and then causing that causing Kevin Harvard to check up and we run him over. You need to take a look and go, okay, hold on a second. Something, you know, these guys obviously have an issue here. Let's not, let's maybe that's when you, you know, put the Jets out there, put whatever. But, you know, it's just that that should have been the eye opening. Oh man, like we just had two guys running the back of somebody for no reason whatsoever. On a straightaway. On a straightaway. Now let's go right back and then this is that like, five laps later maybe not even you had the issue with custer and truex and mcdowell so i just you know if
2: we're all going to be about safety safety has to trump the show every time uh i'm spot off for the i'm spot on for their you know their initial their uh that's straight up that's real and that's them you know being as real as can be and i don't think we have the rain stuff quite figured out yet there's a there's a limit it was fine in the rain a little while like it wasn't terrible there when you know it was that light rain it wasn't that bad but once you get that that steady hard rain like that spray starts shooting up and you lose a lot of visibility uh so i don't know i think there's we just gotta know when to. We got to know when it gets too dangerous for the guys. I feel like that used to be what we did, right? Wasn't that the way – I mean, I don't remember the, like, the written
4: rule, but I felt like it used to be like, – because it was usually just the Xfinity Series, right? I don't remember if Cup was doing it, but it would be, you know, we're going to race in the wet, but we're not going to race in the driving rain. Like, it wasn't going if to it's, – if it's a hard rain, we're not going to run in that. You know, we'll put the wet tires
2: on, we'll run in the wet, but we're not going to run in the hard rain. But Montreal was the first one that I can really remember that was yeah. – but that was bad.
1: All I can tell you guys is I, I was genuinely surprised at how hard the drivers could push the cars in those oh. terrible conditions. They were driving the wheels off those things. Like from the, from the dry to the rain on some of the exits of the corners I could see, you couldn't speed-wise tell much difference because they were freaking getting after The problem is the way our cars are built and the way the water comes out from under them, you can't see. Literally the guy behind – the second guy behind the leader can't see. You can't race like that. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. And that, that decision, it's a hard decision to make, but at the point that when it's raining that hard, you gotta make that call. It's just the way it is.
4: I just the biggest thing I took away from these comments was that i was just glad to see Kevin Harvick was worried about safety again because that day when he intentionally wrecked the whole field of Talladega, I was questioning <laughs> how he felt about safety, but now I know he's stand he's behind it. So
3: Yikes. Okay, next one. Um you guys kinda touched on this, but NASCAR changes to single file restarts. After major crashes, um, Freddie, you can start on that.
4: Which one are we? I wasn't
1: paying. Attention. It, and and uh, uh, it, it, he wasn't listening. Hannah, it, it wasn't going to matter. What's new? <laughs> it wasn't going to matter. Oh, it single file. It, about- it wasn't going to matter because the front car can see and nobody else can. And if we'd had another restart, you were going to find that out. If it was raining hard, that which is why we didn't go back
2: green. Definitely made it a little bit safer, but this you still can't see. The lot, the, the the it just makes the. The lot like just makes it longer. The whole the trail gets longer, you know. So, I don't know.
4: Yeah, I think this, the, you know they thought this would help like they did at Bristol, you know, when they, they that was going to reduce the dust. Um, and it, I would assume it would probably help a little bit, but there's you still can't see like you said they're still going to fan out. They're not going to stay single file. It's a little bit different like if you dust can, at Bristol and yeah, driving you know, two hundred right, mile an hour down a straightaway. Well,
1: but when we hit the dynamic to where you can't put your product on the track with the intent that you showed up, you you, you might want to just stop for a little bit. 100%. Stop at Bristol and fix the track. Stop here and let it dry. Let's put the product on the track that we came fifteen hundred miles to put on the track.
3: Next one, no caution with two laps to go in the truck race at Coda when Timmy Hill was stopped in the middle of the track. TJ, uh,
2: I mean, spot off for stopping in the middle of the track. First of all, <laughs> uh, do you not? I think, not, I think he Haley, spun. Haley almost killed him. Yeah. Oh yeah. Trust me, I've, I've seen. <laughs> I've seen replays of it. But, I'm pretty sure he spun and it's that's where he ended up really i think so okay i mean because
4: he said he he said he made a mistake and and threw away a good finish so i'm assuming he got in hot somewhere and
2: spun out and that's where he kind of landed i think you would still try to get to an edge somewhere rather well, than I think be he was right just, in the exact racing groove um but that's road course race and there's it just happens i yeah. mean i think we almost ko to my guess but like where we're at and this is. uh, this I can't is, believe you didn't call that. I mean, what was wrong with you? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> what turn was that again? 13, 12, 13? Like we only 13, needed two man. spotters. 12 and 13. I, I'm in turn one. And this goes to the uh, the brilliant orange cone guy that decided to try to call me out on Twitter saying, a little help from you, TJ Majors. I'm in one, bud. So if you want to try to spot turn 12, you know, maybe you should have been here spotting instead of, you know, couch commentating. Sitting at the end bit. of pit road? Yeah, I'm at the end of period on a yeah, on a scaffolding. Y'all still see that clown's tweets. I blocked him years ago. <laughs> wow. Well, that like listen, I don't know if you listen to our radio, but I help Haley a ton. And if it's in a corner on the other end of the track from where I'm at, not a lot I can do there. Spot off for them not throwing the caution, but let me tell you
1: something. Um these drivers, they learn to look ahead. On ovals, they learn to look ahead while they're racing. And I think on some of these road courses, they get so caught up in making the first corner, they don't realize they got to set themselves up for the next corner. And they stop looking ahead as far as they're supposed to because you got to look ahead and find those apexes.
2: I don't know what Haley was looking at. Well, she had a truck in front of her. That just barely missed She him. damn sure had a truck in front of her that was parked. No, we yeah, had like there, there, there was another was... one that swerved out of the way and then when he moved, it was like boom, there's this truck sitting there. There was one in front of her. Wow. She was right on somebody. Listen, I'm spot on for no caution. This is this is freaking road course racing. That's a local yellow. Put
4: the local yellow out. I mean, if the guy sits there for a minute and a half or something, then yes, throw the yellow. But he spun, sat there for a couple seconds. You know, a couple guys went by him. He got fired up. He rolled off. That's not a full course yellow. Yeah, I'm fine with no. I'm fine with no especially yellow, especially as long as the cautions take that place.
1: But I agree with you there. But we have to have a communication that says there's
2: a local yellow in twelve. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm fine with that. Yeah, local, but we don't no get passing. That. that that's still. I'm gonna even if you say local yellow right there. We're still. If you're like Haley coming around that corner, you go into twelve and you turn left out of there. You're following a truck, and he swerves, and all of a sudden there's a truck sitting there. It's still going to be the same. That's a dangerous spot. I don't even think local yellows are so. You have a local yellow until you see if the guy can get it fired up because you can't send safety workers to Did where. Did you truck have a is. spotter with eyes on that part of the racetrack? There was a spotter on that end of the track, yes. So what happens
1: area. is with spotters, people, this is just like being a, you know, being on an airplane and having a pilot. You don't need a good pilot till all hell breaks loose. Anybody with a, that's a pilot can go fly a plane. But when stuff starts going wrong, you better have a good one to get you out of it. Same thing for a spotter. If you got a spotter and all hell starts breaking loose, you better have a good one because that's yeah. all hell breaking loose right there. Mm-hmm.
3: All right, Brad Keselowski has reportedly been offered a driver and co ownership role with a Roush Fenway Racing for next season.
2: Silly season begins.
3: <laughs> you can start that one off, TJ.
2: Sure, Brad giving you a piece of the team. It's um, going to make him a chief spotter. Pretend you don't exist, Jason. <laughs> Look, I don't. I don't know if it's true or not, but it, what? If you want to be confirmed brad's always said he wanted to own a cup team like he's said that he's made comments about owning a cup team so it doesn't surprise me that roush need to me they need a they need a driver like uh like they used to have like a and they don't really have a main guy like ryan newman's really good but he's the uh i don't know like you don't have the i don't know how i'm trying to, what's the word i'm looking for but flagship ace yeah, flag ship. yeah like the guy i guess sure um i don't know and that uh, to me it's a uh good move <laughs> a good move on their part to make the offer in my opinion i mean why not
4: i'm spot on i'm always spot on for the start of silly season um the thing that you know and obviously i think we've seen over the years that roush fenway had been trending in the wrong direction and I don't know about you, but I always kind of assumed that this was going to be Doug Yates that that, and maybe it still is at some point that that kind of buys into this team and and kind of revitalizes a little bit. But you know, and they needed a shot in the arm. Uh, I think there's no question about that. But on the same time, I think Busher's having a very good season. You know, Quiet, I, quietly, I think quietly he's I think he uh, he's 13th in points. I think that's like the third or fourth highest guy without a win. Uh, so he's in the playoffs right now. And he's just super consistent, like he was back in the days when he was winning ARCA championships. Like you didn't hear him; he wasn't real flashy, wasn't winning races, but he was super consistent and 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 ran really good races. So I think that could be a good combination if it's if they go
2: into next year with Brad and Chris One the Xfinity Championship same way. Oh, yeah. My my favorite thing
1: about this is, man, I was a huge fan of the sport in the era where drivers were owning cars. And it didn't necessarily have to be their own car. I mean, look at what DEI did, right? Um, Dale Earnhardt owned a car. I mean, you had Alan Kawicki, you had Ricky Rudd. We could keep going for days. Like, I was a huge fan um, of that era. Now, I'm going to tell you after being in the sport for a couple decades, it also gets pretty confusing because now you're asking Brad to do two things. You're asking him to own the car, potentially, partially, and you're asking him to drive the car. Well, the owner's job, is to have the budget to go racing and not lose money. The driver's job is to go out there and get the absolute most that you can out of your equipment. And I think – I mean, look at Denny Hamlin right now. I think this is an era that's coming back that I love. Denny Hamlin's car owner. Brett Keselowski's car owner. I love it. But but as a race car driver, if you're going to try to go get all you can get at Talladega and you realize this is – look, I'm telling you, this first car we put on the racetrack at Daytona, this gen, new gen car, it's going to be a five hundred, six $600,000 car. So now are you making a business decision out there or are you making a race car driver decision? And I think it has to go through your mind. You can't help it if you're part owner in this thing and you're managing sponsorship and you, and you know, man, we're two cars down in inventory. If I tear this car up, it's going to cost us another quarter million dollars. That's gonna that's, That would be the question. I mean, he's going to tell you he's going to drive his ass off, and he will. I'm not saying that he won't, but you, you can't tell me that the business side of it, That's why I love Denny Hamlin's model because he can be the boss – and drive for somebody else, and if he wrecks, he doesn't necessarily care as much because it doesn't take a financial hit on it. But spot on for this, I think it's a huge move to set Brad up for the future in NASCAR. And we see so many guys come through here. Casey Kane just rings the biggest, loudest bell in my mind of a guy that we just let walk out of here, and he hadn't even been back to the racetrack since, hadn't been honored, hadn't been a, a freaking starter, hadn't given the command, he hadn't done a damn thing. Like we have far too often. You know, guys like Kim,
4: guys like Mark Martin, Carl Edwards, they just walk away and you never hear from them again. Where where do you go here, like trickle down? So now obviously Brad's leaving Penske to go to to Roush. What does that mean? You assume – I would assume, I don't know what contract-wise, but you'd assume it's Keselowski and Busher at Roush next year. Uh, I don't think they're going to start a third team to keep Newman. So where's Newman go? Who goes in the two? Like, who, is, this a, is this a huge benefit for Matt Benedetto? The key to silly season is Roger Penske. And, and he's the key to also the Xfinity Series silly
1: season because what's that 22 car going to do? Pray to God it doesn't close down. That's the best car in the field every single week. So, to me, the two and the 22 are what held the key to silly season. And I think you got to say Matt D is a candidate. You know, the question becomes what's the sponsorship scenario and is Matt Benedetto performing well enough to be considered for the two because maybe he's not and maybe they make a complete change of plans here and Austin Cedric is now in the two and they leave Matt D at the Wood Brothers Yeah, there's a lot of moving parts and pieces that are going to come into this conversation now because this is a huge move
3: Next one here, NASCAR teams have been informed that moving the car number decals from the center of the doors would result in added sponsor value. Freddie.
2: Let's go to Brett. He's This is his area. <laughs>
4: <Oof>. <laughs> well, I think, I mean, I put my thoughts on Twitter the other day that, you know, I hadn't really considered the fact of the the maximum value for a sponsor, the most of the car they can get is giving moving the number forward and giving them that whole space from the behind the number all the way to the tail versus a piece in front of the number and then a piece behind the number. Um, I hate the way sliding the number forward looks. I don't know why. I know it's happened before, and and if they do it, we'll all get used to it. And I think for some reason I feel like in the last couple of years some teams have already slid their number forward a little bit because I feel like our on our car especially, like I feel like the number is forward. It might just be an optical illusion. But uh, I think the biggest thing is – it's gonna move. So if it's not gonna be on the center, it's gotta be between the wheels. Number one, uh, if you if we're going for maximum sponsor value, it's gotta go forward. If you're going for more aesthetically pleasing, in my opinion, slide it back. But you know, and then I've seen some people. What was that
2: word you just use? Aesthetically,
4: you know. TJ, you please spell, spell it. it? <laughs> um, I don't think anything Freddie can spell. You it. know that the one thing I, I've seen people say: just leave it up to them. Like put it wherever they want. I don't think you should do that. No, I think that no, no, no. I, Landon Castle, I think, had a good tweet about you want everything to be uniform. You don't want cars to look different, like the number's here, the number's there. So just make a decision, and we'll all get used to it. So, so this decision and conversation, I'm assuming, is coming
1: from NASCAR, right? Yeah. That NASCAR mean- teams have been informed moving the car number decals from the center of the doors could result, would result in added sponsor value. Let me tell you what will result in added sponsorship value. It's taking us off of FS1 and NBC Sports Network and putting us back on the networks because our ratings are through the roof when we're on those channels. So if you want to really worry about sponsor return on investment from a brand awareness perspective, the number isn't going to be what changes this game. It's going to be putting us on the right channel. Now, as far as this number argument goes, I don't care where this thing lands, but to me this is just a big distraction. Figure out what you need to do. Say how you're going to do it because teams are currently trying to sell space. We're throwing out paint schemes. I probably threw out three or four different paint schemes last week to different companies that are not in the sport. And the last thing we want to do is have those guys buy into something, get excited about something, then in October we go back to them and go, hey, bud, that paint scheme you love, we got to change it. we got to move a number here. It does this to your logo, this to your branding, and it puts us in a bind. So if we're truly going down this path, if anybody is listening to me in the Charlotte marketing office, our Daytona Beach marketing office, make the freaking decision so people that are out here trying to sell this product have something to sell. All right.
3: Last one. Mike Harmon's team pulled over for driving an Xfinity car on the street with three people inside. And there's a picture on Twitter out there if you want to find it. And it's I quite hilarious.
2: It's just a ride-along program, it right? It's on Reddit, right? It's a ride-along program. I mean,
4: this was my leading. <laughs> up until Friday, this was my leading for uh, what an idiot. But I, one thing that I don't understand. Were they understand, going to Applebee's? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Apparently l- they were going to the Dino or, or something. Yeah, they just that. loaded Pulled everyone out. in. Here's what I don't understand about this, and, and maybe I'm just looking into it too much, but does anybody in the world have more legal troubles than them T te- Like Norm Benning gets something stolen every other week. Jennifer Joe Cobb got a hauler stolen, I think, one time, or Harmon stole her. I don't know. But I feel like the only time these guys are in the news is what something was going on. Something got stolen or they're getting pulled over for driving down the
2: road with three guys in a in a race car. Do you uh, think she was watching him and be like, Yeah, she called the cop. I like to report.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what's that what's just, that video game with hookers and drugs?
2: Grand Theft <laughs> Auto. Grand
1: Auto. <laughs> it's
2: like Grand Theft Auto's going on back there in the lower part of the points. <laughs> I don't know how far he was driving. How anybody know how far it was? I don't
4: know where their shop is. This
1: isn't. He's going to Applebee's. I'm telling you, <laughs> Mooresville. <right>? Apparently, <laughs>
2: they were driving from the shop to the dyno or something. Which I don't know how so, far. So it you is. think Mike dino dynoing cars now?
4: That's what. No, that's where they were
2: going.
1: They, I don't know they, why they dyno their cars. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm
2: sure.
3: So it says their race shop, and let's. This may not be correct. Is in Denver. It is
2: in Denver, Colorado, South Carolina. Yeah. yeah. So where they, is there a, a dyno in Denver? I'm sure there's a race shop out near that way that has some. Because there, there's no way you drive from Denver to Mooresville <laughs> in a race car. <laughs> with, there's no they're way com, you do that. They're
4: coming over here down Viseppo.
2: What do you think Look, the cop said, sir? I need to. I mean, hell, you don't have a registration. They were for on, this on thing. What do I need 16. to see from you?
1: Yes. Oh yeah, that's the main road in Denver. That's the main road. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's equivalent to
2: one fifty in Mooresville. Right. Yeah. yeah. I'm guessing he wasn't going more than a mile or two. But here's uh, what we know: he wasn't doing. He wasn't speeding. <laughs> <laughs> That's a safe bet. Well, no,
4: that's not a safe bet because there's nobody in our sport. He don't drive anymore, thank God. But Mike Harmon could be 700 laps down, and what's the next thing you're going to hear? Speeding no up pit 74. road, 74 too fast down pit road.
2: Well, they don't have the equipment to get a good reading, and you know you don't get a good reading back there with the pace car. <laughs> he so. got a, he, him and Denny Hamlin are tied for the lead in uh, most speeding penalties in this sport, I think. Oh, uh, my gosh. Uh, hey, I'd like to get the, the police officer on here that pulled him, on, pulled yeah. him over and we could... Uh, might keep fighting a good fight, bud. Yeah, keep these headlines keep, keep, coming. Keep staying in <laughs> the news. <We'll> try 150 <laughs> next week. <laughs>
4: What's up guys this door bumper clear podcast is brought to you by our friends at racingusa.com
2: america's online headquarters for nascar merchandise for more than 20 years as google's top-rated source for nascar merchandise racingusa.com has a wide assortment of driver diecast, hats apparel helmets and novelties for sports most popular drivers
1: for example, RacingUSA.com currently has more than 500 different collectible diecast cars available for 39 different drivers, including this weekend's to winner under the old rain delay, rain out, Chase Elliott's race winning diecast is
4: available. RacingUSA.com is truly unique. They automatically discount items in
2: your cart so you get the best price. They offer free upgrades to expedited shipping. They guarantee the lowest pre-order prices. They ship all in-stock orders the next business day. And as an added bonus, you can enter to win this month's $200 gift card. So whenever you want something new to show your
1: support for your favorite driver, shop RacingUSA.com, America's online headquarters for NASCAR merchandise for more than 20 years.
3: All right, it is time for Reaction Theater, which I am excited for because I have not been on since this has been back. And it has been very entertaining to listen to. So, Jason, with the first one.
2: So, as happy as I am for Collie Racing, I'm also sad at the same time for the simple fact that Brett Griffin was a part of it. Because now this whole podcast, we're going to have to listen to him talk like he's an ESPN insider, like he's the greatest thing that's walked the earth for NASCAR. But that's where I, I get confused. Because how can a guy act like he's the greatest thing ever and give somebody like TJ Majors such a hard time... When TJ Majors has a Daytona 500, which Brett does not have, a Cup Series championship, which Brett obviously does not have. With that being said, TJ, I think you're a phenomenal spotter. I
1: just mm. cut him this, off. Yeah, this, this guy does his research on me. The reason <laughs> the reason Colleague loves me is because I was a part of their first win, their last win, and their first Cup Series top five. So there's some more statistics for you there, Captain Obvious.
3: All right, next one.
2: Why is it always f***ing Stenhouse? <laughs> And that's I love this sport. I want it to be successful. So I'm gonna give you a tip. The next time Kyle Larson is gonna pass Chase Elliott in a passing zone on the
0: circuit of America for second place, you don't need to show me Quinn Huff and Stenhouse wrecking in the back. They do that every week. I'm used to it. That's what they're doing back there. I know it. They're back there in 30 turning each other around. I'd like to watch the lead, please.
1: Somebody told me Ricky left pit road yesterday And like hit the rumble strips And the whole car oh. came off the ground
4: Yeah we heard I was, it I was, We all I, heard it I was walking I didn't see it I was walking back to the car
2: And I heard Well
4: wow And I'm like what the hell was that And I look and the 47 lands You can hear again. it When it
2: landed It sound, It went like Like the whole bottom like of the a train car train wreck Dude it was uh, I, guess it, I guess what I heard was true Yes It was very true I don't know if they do this over by you Was there a grandstand near you at all? No oh. That uh, sucks, kind of, because the last car that would come by, whoever was running last Client all by on. himself, the whole crowd. Brandon
4: <laughs> Brown was the most popular driver <laughs> he in the Xfinity cheered race. He got si- a standing ovation every lap. And
2: the 15 in the Cup race would come by, and the whole crowd just erupted every lap. Awesome. Shout out to the
4: fans in turn one that tried to go up and down that, that mud, mud <laughs> hill. Because <laughs> it was the only thing I had to watch during the race because so I couldn't do I one I did corner. see like
2: four crafts uh, <laughs> <you>. in the. <laughs> In these American Overall.
0: flag over.
1: <laughs> so, so Joel Edmonds, I got on a plane last night, and he's got videos of all these people trying to go up <laughs> down this foothill. hill. But my favorite was a guy that was trying to sell beer. He had a beer in a wagon, and oh, he, I was saw him. Yeah, he was literally, yeah, I saw him. He was moving his wagon like an inch at the time. I'm like, you dumbass, you're this not ever hill. gonna
2: get up that hill with that beer. This oh, hill they had to go across, like you couldn't get to the, ba- the the grassy area if you wanted where they were letting people watch the race from without going across this muddy slope oh. and there, I saw a couple people bite it pretty good <laughs> it was it was my
4: entertainment because I couldn't there see there was one else.
2: guy that literally froze up
1: like he was froze completely up they couldn't get yeah. in
4: one guy you see one guy steps in like he, he he
2: gets through he steps in and he comes out and he's got no shoe on like his yeah. shoe is down there stuck in the mud somewhere <laughs> I saw a guy doing flip-flops and I was actually pretty impressed with his skill in <laughs> wow. flip-flops and mud Oh, all right who's next? Hey, guys, this is Dave out of Chicago, and I'm watching
0: Race Day on FS1. Did Jamie McMurray just say he's never heard of ZZ Top? What an idiot. F***, <laughs> Brent. Go Blaney. <laughs> Jesus.
2: <laughs>
1: Jamie Jamie listens to this podcast,
2: so... Uh, we'll have to get with him. There what is, did he say? Is he never heard of there's ZZ no Top? There's no way. There's yeah, no way well, Jamie's never heard of ZZ Top. Maybe Tom. he just doesn't know the song. I Pretty sure that might have been what he was danced to in Cabo. That I'd one. like to see Jamie with a ZZ top beard one time. Oh boy, those are good looking beards. Yeah. All right, next one. Brett, you call yourself a spotter. I think the only thing you could spot was Freddie up Hamlin's ass. Love you, TJ.
1: That sounds like the same guy. Eh, he's a little different.
3: Next one.
0: Yep. Let me tell you what, boys and gals. I think you're gonna hear a whole lot. Of NASCAR threw the red flag because Chase was in front and he was running out of petrol. Well, let me tell you this. If
2: NASCAR threw cautions and made it so their most popular driver could win, well, then Dale Jr. would have 195 wins and seven championships. Hell, he'd still be winning right now, even though he ain't racing no more. So come on with your comparison, theories. Bottom line is, NASCAR realized what they had to do after seeing the earlier of the events in the race. You had to keep the driver safe. Who do you think his favorite driver is? Yeah. He actually oh.
1: does have 195 lucky dogs, though.
2: How's the, uh, how's the weather in Dawsonville, Richard?
3: <laughs> and would so say he sounds like he's on a tractor if you listen real hard.
2: Hey, that was right before the siren went off in the background. <laughs> Jason, did they say like their name's Richard or how do you know it's Richard? Uh, they can tell type their name into when they leave a call. Oh, I got you. Okay. Didn't you call in? I don't remember. I was driving <laughs> from the airport. He was drunk. <laughs> oh no, wasn't
1: it was after the race? I actually worked that race. All right, next one.
0: Brett, heard it was your birthday on the weekend, bud. Happy birthday. Here's to one more year. Still sucking. Get a job, man.
2: This is getting carried away. You're all catching Chase, me. See, here's what I love about you're this guy. catching me in the hate Send stuff. me
1: your W-2 and I'll send you mine, Chase. We'll see who's got oh, the better job. What the hell? He's getting mad now. I'm not getting mad. I think it's funny. Jeez. This guy's telling me to get a job. I got more jobs in a week uh, than this guy's probably had in a year. All the hate I get, and I don't get that mad at people. Jeez. I'm not mad. I think it's funny. Get a job. <laughs> okay. Sounds like he's getting I'm, paying, I'm paying more things. in taxes than this <laughs> guy made. I, I guarantee he's,
4: you. He's, he's getting it's
1: mad. Swear jar. He's not mad at all. Uh, I'll
2: tell I'm you I'm mad what.
4: I paid that much in taxes. I bet. So, I'll tell you what, I hope your birthday don't come back for like five
2: more years. But it's a five day celebration, Freddie. <laughs> I'm aware. Oh boy. I'm well aware. Thanks there, Chase. Is that Chase? Chase hey, from the same place? Chase from the same place. Thanks. Oh, I bet this guy's gonna be a genius. How about
4: a big old F and spot off to brother
1: Freddie? Balls deep in some he barbecue as Bubba sticks his nose up Kevin's ass. Can't wait to read Bubba's Twitter later tonight where he gets all butt hurt over the situation. Well, that's all I got to say. This guy done taking me a T.J. about to wipe my bread. Y'all have a good day now.
2: <laughs> that was funny. That's that definitely was go- somebody we know. Oh, that was funny.
1: my God. That was but good. Taking a T.J. But he's wrong. We did he's, have he's, a really good barbecue.
4: Oh, that he's wiping man, his bread. The barbecue was unbelievable. Uh, and yeah, Bubba, you know He was the only one that ran in the back of anybody yesterday, I guess So it'll be fun
3: Yikes Did you guys actually have good barbecue? We did Found a good place
4: Terry Black's, right? Terry Black's? Terry Black's, amazing barbecue um,
1: I don't think I've ever had a better beef rib Really? Uh, everything we had Where was Where's that good. at,
2: downtown? Yeah
3: well, if you guys want to leave an audio message, you can do that 24-7. You go to anchor.fm backslash door bumper clear. You can click the message icon and we will play the best one each week here on the show.
2: Offer pad, question of the week.
3: Today's or this week's question is, what's your favorite fun t- toy you have at your home? Wow,
1: Jason. Your favorite toy is
2: hands down your computer. Yeah, does that count as a toy? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's not no, a necessity. Use it. It's I a use toy it for work. Probably my sim racing computer. Probably my favorite toy. I gotta go with my boat.
1: I mean, it it's not it's close enough to my house to say my boat, but I mean, I don't know, man. I got I got a saltwater tank that's fun. I mean, I guess hobby. That saltwater sort tank
4: of is not fun. The hell with you. <laughs> hobby <laughs>
1: more the toy, right? I mean, kids. Bodie is obsessed right now with driving a golf cart every day. Is Daddy can we go drive a golf cart? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. You get on a golf cart and Why don't here you we just go. Get them
2: all yard cart or something with a roll cage
1: tear the yard up
2: oh, who you got to impress
1: my landscaper can
2: <laughs> <laughs> tear my yard up
4: i plead the fifth next question
1: you don't have no favorite you toy. no pole, yeah? i mean i don't what the hell do
4: i have? i don't know if I, your beer pong table yeah <laughs> <that's> yeah maybe <laughs> i guess i don't know those usually are good for parties your Traeger. my trager's my trager's getting a little i might i might need to switch the old pit boss we gotta we gotta work on that uh Traeger's getting a little long in the tooth. It's a, it's a little beat up. I've, I've set it on fire too many times, I think.
1: My pit boss is awesome, man. Mm-hmm. I love it. It's huge. My next smoker will be a pit boss. It, it, gets, it gets hot a lot faster than the Traeger. It's got the searing option. Like If you guys are in the market for a new smoker, I think the pit boss is the way to go. That'll be the next one, for sure. Yeah.
3: All right. You guys can go get a cash offer on your home today with our presenting sponsor of OfferPad.com. It's that time again where we discuss our favorite Xfinity X-Fi more than fast moment. Whether you're on or off the track, speed isn't the only thing that you need. So what were some of your guys' favorite more than fast moments this week?
2: I'll take uh, I'll take Austin Cindric for my more than fast moment. Running lap times faster than those guys on rain tires in the beginning. And, uh, you know, they were saying... The spotters were telling Austin, oh, it's raining over here. And he'd come back on the radio one time. I was like, it's not raining. I'll let you know when it is. And I'm sitting there soaked. So good job, Austin, for being that fast on slicks. Yeah, I thought he was on weds for sure. And then he come down pit road. I was like, wow, <laughs> those were slicks. Yeah. Uh, my more than fast moment,
4: and I didn't see it live because I was flying. But I saw a replay of it this morning. Did you see this video of Kurt Busch driving? Like, he pulls out a line, threads the needle between, I think it was Austin. his brother, yeah, his, Kurt, I mean, Kyle, and Austin Dillon barely misses them, but I mean, he's going 100 mile an hour faster than they are. So he darts out of yeah. line. They split. He goes through the middle of them, drives into the gravel. But the more than fast moment was he didn't get on the brakes. He kept the thing lit up and drove through the gravel. Got on the dirt. Got back and saved. I don't. I don't think he had a very good finish, but just kept himself in the race instead of being stuck in the gravel. Yeah. So that was my. That was my more than fast, quick thinking moment for Kurt Busch. Yeah, my my Xfinity X5 more than fast moment
1: was actually the entire race in the rain coming off turn 10. These guys were sideways, how fast they had to move their hands to catch it. Ross, Chase Briscoe, There were guys that I didn't expect to be going fast using that full skid pad. It was hands down the most entertaining thing I was able to see all day, but the problem was as soon as they did that, I couldn't see them after that, so (laughs) thanks to the rain. But no, that was uh, definitely a lot of more than fast moments this weekend. We like it fast here on Door Bumper Clear, but what we really like is being more than fast. Thankfully, there's always tons of action
4: for our Xfinity X5 more than fast moments. You know what else is more than fast? Xfinity X5. With the speed for all your devices, you also get the reliability and security that keeps your crew connected and protected. On the track, being more than fast means you've got
1: the
2: teamwork and strategy to win. With Xfinity X5, X-Fi, you can do more of what you love with faster internet and a powerful and secure connection. Follow at Xfinity Racing on Twitter for even more
4: Xfinity X5 X-Fi more than fast moments, and don't forget to vote for your favorites.
3: Thank you to Xfinity, a proud premier partner of NASCAR.
4: Hey, what's up, DBC fans? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let us explain. Well, first of all, Freddie, the best part is it's free.
2: There's nothing better and using a free awesome service. To make the process simple and easy, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer.
4: Anchor helps people find your show by distributing the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. Also, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. I like, I like money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. We love using Anchor. It's a great platform that lets us hear from the fans in Reaction Theater with Anchor's Leave a Message feature. So when you create your account with Anchor, you can
1: also utilize their feature and make your own podcast. TJ will uh, be your first guest.
2: So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's <laughs> A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started.
3: Well, one of our other favorite segments, time for What an Idiot. Brett, who's your What an Idiot Award go to?
1: This one may surprise y'all a little (laughs) bit. Um, Fine, I'll take it. this (laughs) This guy's had a stellar career. He's done a lot of great things in NASCAR. But on his way out, he decided to take a jab at all the current drivers. So mine's Eddie Gossage. I don't think he am taking that shot at the current drivers, saying that the reason he's retiring is partly because the drivers don't do their part in helping to promote these races is, is disheartening. I hate to see a guy go out like that on, on a negative play against our superstars and against guys who have made him a lot of money over the years. So, sorry, Eddie. What an idiot.
4: My what an idiot is. So my day, Friday – Started. You got one for every day. No, just this was Friday. <laughs> my day. Could. I could. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Oh no, it's actually Saturday. We get up. I got to do truck practice at like eight o'clock in the morning. It's raining, or truck qualifying. Then it was cup practice. Still raining. Xfinity qualifying. Still raining. And as I get on there for Xfinity qualifying, I say something, and I can hear myself that my microphone is waterlogged. <laughs> so I go to clear it, and my. Genius second spotter says, "Freddie, I think your mic's wet." No, Brett, I've been standing in the f-ing rain for three hours. Was my reply. I believe so. My one idiot goes to my but my buddy Brett Griffin. Well, over on here. channel
1: two was Chris Rice going tell Freddie. he called, texted me, and called me. Tell Freddie he needs to deliver headset. I said I've told him ten times. I don't have any more languages to tell it's him. It's weird
2: that it only doesn't work on that colleague car call for some reason. I'll tell you what, it is
4: awful. Well,
2: it was raining. <laughs> I'm gonna. Uh... I'm just gonna hand mine to the guy that thought I could see every corner of the track, so I'll go with the orange cone. <laughs> there was we had a we had, a, we man, had an honorable mention uh, that I also seen yesterday
4: was uh, Brett taking a picture of himself in the rain. Oh yeah, this is true. And then liking it. You
1: can't himself. like your own. I, I liked stuff. it. Yeah,
4: <laughs> my phone is doing crazy stuff.
1: So the first, the, the, oh, the,
0: he blames it
1: on his phone. My, the first day, I literally get in my car and I try to plug my phone in, and it's it. This yeah, big it warning charge. comes up on my phone. It goes, "You're about to blow your phone up. It's wet." And I'm like, "What? What? I've never had that." As a warning for that,
2: yes. Oh, yeah. Self destructing three, two, yeah. one. <laughs> I was like, Please don't do this. Hey, did you see on uh, whatever day it was that it got actually decent weather? It might have been. I don't even know it what was day it was. The, the end of Saturday was decent. So on the bank over there, I think it was actually, maybe it wasn't Friday. I don't remember what day it was, but there was a guy and a, it was like a boyfriend girlfriend or something walked over to that bank. As soon as they sat down, she hands <laughs> him her phone. He goes up and kneels down. She lays back, and they're just on he's the, taking like on the he, hill over there. Yeah, oh yeah, getting the shots for All the right. Graham was, man. They do, were do it for the Graham. <laughs> influencers in the wild (laughs) it
1: was hilarious did you guys did you guys miss the all-star race kind of being the
2: precursor to the 600 this weekend i'm starting to feel i just thought about that this week because normally when you say charlotte weeks you think okay i'm two weeks at home here got the all-star race a little bit different schedule um and i've always thought the all-star race here would i don't care if we run a ridiculously crazy package here like we like, we're supposed to run again. I don't care. Give them more drag. I mean, put a, put a wing on them. Whatever you got to do. Make them all run 150 mile an hour and get big runs, you know, 10 mile an hour runs or something. But I've always thought the All Star Race here at Charlotte it it was, is. It used to be fun.
4: Like, we, we you know, we yeah, had events. We'd have that
2: week between the All Star Race and Speed the 600. Street. that yeah. would,
4: you know, That's all the events. Cool. the We used to do the little 600 over here at GoPro. Yeah, the like, GoPro.
2: There was a lot of fan friendly events and. Now I'm I'm sitting here looking at this schedule and I'm like, man, we're just there's nothing really happened and now we're going to race right doing another race. Is the
3: all star in two weeks?
2: Three weeks. I miss the nostalgia of it, but I tell you what,
1: I actually like the idea of everybody getting a fair opportunity going into the six hundred because it's not like fifteen guys got a chance to go out there and run sixty extra laps going into the race to get their cars dialed in and get data. So I I'm a I'm a fan of it from that perspective, but man, to your point, you know, growing up here in this area, I grew up an hour and a half from Charlotte, and we always went to 600 qualifying. We always went to the All Star qualifying because, in my opinion, that's the most exciting qualifying of the year. So to to miss those things, definitely missed it. But I mean, I guess it's
2: you know, I've always thought the All Star race is a great race to get kids there and and you know show like it's it's just there's I mean it's the it's the fireworks, man. It, you know? it feels
1: like a Saturday night short track race because you got kind of like the energy the, for
2: it. The B main,
1: you know, the A main, like it's just kind of what it feels like. So uh, I don't know. If I, I mean, what do you do next year? Do you put it back? If you're running the sport, TJ. Uh, I
2: either run it. I thought Bristol was okay, but I I I almost bring it back. I bring it back local, man. It brings the the buzz in the area for two weeks here there's people that would take vacations and spend two weeks here and go to the races the shops had um there was shop thing Every every shop had a kind of a day they were doing certain things for fans they had a fan day here did a show yeah we used we did a, a live show uh that was it, fun dude there was packed and i even remember back in the early 2000s during the charlotte weeks i mean in front of dei was ridiculous like the people there, the, the the just the atmosphere, it carried over and it just I think that built up to the all star race too. Like it just kinda um just built up to it and made it even even bigger. Yeah. So we definitely don't need to do the all star race in Texas
1: again. I don't like this idea. I'm sorry. I, I, I We're like not even there local. yet. I hate to shoot it down. I love going to Texas. I like Texas Motor Speedway. But to take us all the way down there to run fifty laps with all those cautions and all that crap, man, I'm not a fan of that. Yeah. I'll be there for it, but wow.
3: So, with DBC picks after a coda, Freddie wins with Chase Elliott.
1: <laughs> two weeks in a row, he wins off with sheer luck. Gimme. <laughs> extends give me, give his lead.
3: Score of eight to four to two over Brett and TJ. Time for your Charlotte picks. TJ, you are up first.
2: Oh, man. Can't pick him. Can I just reuse somebody again? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm thinking the same thing. I'm out of people.
2: I want to reuse uh, yeah, the 19. Can I have him again? Nah. Or Hang on a minute here. <laughs>
3: if they're gray, you've already uh, used them? Uh, yeah,
2: yeah okay. this is ridiculous. This kind of sucks. By the way, Chris Rice, Austin Cindric, it was in that race, and you told uh, me it wasn't. I mean, it wouldn't have mattered. But. I, I, I was okay with still having the other one, but I was going to definitely let him hear it. Man, I guess I'm just going to roll with. Damn, man, this is hard. Bell. You a-
1: <laughs> that's literally the only guy I liked that I was gonna pick that I hadn't picked already. Um man, this was gonna be tough. You just put me in a bind.
3: You wouldn't take Bowman at Charlotte?
1: I'll take Bowman at Charlotte. Yeah. He was good there. Freddie looks the at me f- like are you, what are you doing over there? <laughs> Freddie's already picked Bowman. Yeah, that's right. At this point, point <laughs> I just might as well throw a grenade in the hole and hope it hits. I'll take old Bill Byron. Billy.
3: Those Hendrick boys are looking good.
1: I agree. They're uh they they're, are stout. They're looking hot. I don't know about hot. Yeah,
4: <laughs> Can we go with stout. Are you watching like really Bee's call, workout calling, videos again? Oh yeah, my like <laughs> hot! Yikes. Right.
1: Well, hey, it's good to be home. Come see Tim Duggar if you're here in town Thursday night. Freddie will be there. Uh, are you insinuating that you're not going to be there? I don't know if I'm going to be there. It's kind of gets my bedtime. Dugger's in Key West on Thursday. Right now. Yeah.
4: You guys
3: should go. We're going to go.
4: Are He's you? still in Key West. I'll be there. wonder if Doug's going.
3: Hey, I went to Big Al's last Sunday. None of you guys were there.
4: Last you did Sunday. yesterday where or
1: last Sunday? Week? No, last week. I was off last week. Where were we at? I almost went last I night. I don't know. I was over I there know, with Campbell we and all from. them. Dover. I almost went last night. Dover? We went over. Tyler Mon what and all them. They were all there. But it was like 1130 Sounds when like I was Sounds like a home. blast. <laughs> Bunch of hacks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, hopefully you guys enjoy uh, the festivities here in Charlotte, and we will holla at y'all next week. But we're not – hey, we will Mm. not be released. I I love when people – you guys tweet when the shows are going to drop. People tweet, why don't your show drop? Yeah. We're not recording on Monday. It's Memorial Day. And we're not recording on Tuesday. (laughs) Dell Junior Day. Yeah, (laughs) Dell Junior Day over here in the
2: glass – i got to do Dale Jr. got to do a Dillinger's job. Hope 52 you're proud weeks that.
1: a year, Tuesdays are Dale Jr. days. So that day, <laughs> our day got pushed to Wednesday.
2: Yeah. yeah. See you
1: Wednesday. See you
4: Wednesday.
2: Make sure you hurry up and get the Dale Jr. show done, Jason. Do it right.
3: <laughs> oh, wait. Who's your shirt?
4: My shirt's Kyle Frame. Uh... Just short track race. He sent me one to give Dale Jr. I see uh, you're supporting old Carson over there. Yeah,
3: I got a Raceline shirt Let's on. See
4: see Raceline. I wore my Raceline shirt Brett was, was during Brett the race. They're so comfy. They Brett are super soft. Up, I
3: so appreciated good. your uh, uh, cinema, cinematography that you did with Thank your little, you. your
4: little
2: oh, the video. Girls, yeah. yeah, with the girls. Yeah. Did you make that in your RPG room? <laughs> no, we did it
1: all outside, man. <laughs> we did it all outside. Talking
4: about short track racing. I don't know. Did you oh. guys see? Oh, we Berlin. Can't, we can't bashed the guy because i heard there might have been a a medical situation okay i heard i mean if you didn't look up boris yurkovich's wreck i mean it's a big wreck and then a guy comes piling in i'm talking 10 seconds later
3: it's on nbc track pass too i think there's a replay of it
4: it's it's brutal and those guys are those guys are pretty banged up just want to you know hope they get well soon but man what a wreck i mean wow. i mean literally like five
3: seconds later yeah there's a camera shot. There's the NBC yeah, one that's on the front stretch, right, where they wreck. Yeah. Then there's someone standing in three and four, and did the wreck happens on I the front stretch. Yeah, find it. the video. The wreck happens on the front stretch, and everyone just kind of wrecks. You're like, oh, oh, no, like big car pile up. And this guy's coming down the back stretch still through three and four and just driver's side door pile drives. Are you going to show him this?
2: Yeah.
3: Oh, it makes you cringe. It's one of those ones where, like
2: – You could see it coming. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I guess they both had to get cut out of the cars.
3: Yeah, maybe. they like covered you.
4: Yeah, Boris, I don't know who the second guy was. I, Boris Yerkovikov, one of the one of David the better late model. Maybe I never heard of that. i so I don't know who he was. Um, but yeah, so bad his, deal. Shout out to short track
2: racing again. I but. mean, we've been getting a lot of. Uh, uh, hey, send short track videos to us too. We love seeing them. The 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 the, the wrench brawl. <laughs> um,
3: <laughs> Did you guys see the fire from Anderson two day, two weeks ago? Also, yeah, that was, yeah. of yeah. That, that, that hobby stock guy.
2: That's crazy. Yeah, any short track race and the, anything exciting happens. I, I think Throwing I'm gonna go
4: away. do. I'm gonna go do an episode of Windshield Deep. I think. With, are uh, you with uh, Huffman Landon and them and Dylan Wilson? Yeah, Dylan. So we'll see. They uh, we're working it out. But Sponsored by Truly. Talk about another <laughs> show. We'll see what happens there. But Jason, why don't you have us a sponsor like that? I'll work on. We it. don't need any more liquor at this show. <laughs> I mean, God, the fans are enough of a sponsor. Oh,
2: I have a guy, a buddy of mine, that's sending in some bourbon. Oh, good. Yeah, so, great. More bourbon coming. Hopefully, it's not a five hundred dollar bottle so I can open it. <laughs> have you not opened that other one? This is oh, actually becoming no, no. this is actually becoming kind of good because we're we should just have like a a, a bourbon off where we just
4: <laughs> well. Brett's ta- been wanting to do I that after ten years. I want to have a bourbon years. tasting in my house.
2: Yeah, I mean, we just have some bourbon tasting. The if you got well, a great here, bourbon, I mean, and after two, you love. <laughs>
4: You Hannah's like, I don't like the neck remember the last time Hannah was over? Well, she I drank bourbon, but I don't remember it. <laughs> and and she, then you blew a motor. She's like, well, uh, how I throw up. I'm like, Well that all that bourbon. She's like, I don't even like bourbon. I'm like, You did yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> that was so funny. That was
3: so bad. <laughs> so
1: we're out having beers, TJ, and then uh I was like, Hey, you guys want to wait.
3: It was for Doug and I's birthday. Okay, and then the curfew was still nine thirty PM. So we started on the gas at like no. six <laughs> o'clock. Yeah. Like when the nine thirty curfew hit.
4: Who's Doug and I both... It? No, like the, the no like, the state, state like the North Carolina, Carolina curfew. state curfew. Oh, gosh, gotcha, yeah. This is in February. So I'm like,
3: you. hey,
1: you guys just want to come back to the house, have a couple cocktails. And so, um, <laughs> yeah. I, Dylan proceeds sure to tell Anna. Don't... He's like, you can go. I'm going home. And I'm like, okay, I was... well. Okay, well, Dylan's a DD, so Hannah's going to come back to my house and she's not going to have a driver. So I guess. <laughs> I said, I said. The good bit. news is my kids have met her before. It's not going to be some random yeah. blind laying on the couch when <laughs> she wakes up, right? So we get her back to the oh, house. Gosh. and gosh. Dylan
3: came, by the way. Yeah. Dylan, Dylan came. I
1: said, Dylan, you going but, to Brett? But, but Hannah rode with me. Yeah. She wouldn't ride with him. <laughs> I, <She went> back.
4: <laughs> I said, Dylan, you going to Brett? He said, I guess uh, Hannah's on her way there now. I guess I gotta go. So Hannah's like, "But well, I'm riding with you."
1: She's mad. at I, I was am. in trouble. <laughs> oh my! So gosh. anyway, Hannah blew a motor. Yeah, nice. All over the side of Dylan's truck. So Freddie and odd. I got t- pictures the next morning. I didn't bring that up on the show, by the way,
2: till now. That was. Yeah,
3: I was waiting for it the next week. I was like, you, oh, "My ass is so roasted." You next puked
2: week. in Dylan's or on Dylan's oh, truck? I didn't oh, that'll You better so clean that off. You'll be my, fixing the paint on that one too. Yeah,
3: my my <laughs> excuse for it too is this is a weekend when we still lived in Harrisburg. So we went from Brett's house to Harrisburg. 45 45 minutes. 45 minutes, right. And I made it till we were already off 85, Concord Parkway. Like, I was five minutes from the house before I blew a motor. Doug Campbell, on the other hand, went about drink for drink for me, and he barely made it home, and he lives six minutes from Brett. (laughs) So I, like, I tried, man. I tried.
2: Well, whatever his reasoning was, it was legit. Yours wasn't. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Just ask him.
3: That was bad. After that, who's – oh, no, it was Super Bowl. Because remember I didn't drink. Then we went to your house for the Super Bowl party, and I didn't drink. Yeah. I still hurt so bad after that.
1: That was – And you're young. Just wait. Uh, It's only going to get worse. Yeah, that's for sure.
3: Big yikes.
2: All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We love you guys. Enjoy the Charlotte races, and uh, we'll catch up after. We out, Holla.